welcome to today's episode of TSARP. I'm your host, Andrew Weir, and today we have Sam on the line, and we're going to be talking about the motion blocks of Scratch. Kind I of lost speak- my streak of being special. Yeah, you're no longer special. You you complained earlier to me why I was very special, and you were only special, so I removed the special. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be, or I guess, Scratch and Hatch. Um, we're going to be talking about the motion blocks. This is going to be the first episode in our nine-episode series of the different blocks in Scratch. So we're going to be starting off with motion, then looks, then sound, then events, then control, then sensing, then operators, variables, and my blocks. Now, these episodes aren't going to be every day. They're going to be scattered. Um, and also, we might, you know, if we, if you want more, if you find this really interesting, we'll also go over some of the extensions, too. Um, some of them are not able to be used in school, really, like um, the Lego ones and the Go Direct Force and Acceleration. Um, but we'll talk about the ones you can use and what they do. But for now, we're on the motion blocks. So here's a brief concept if you have no idea what a motion block is. It's a block that has motion. It moves your character around the screen. So without the motion blocks, your character would be static, unmovable. So some of the motion blocks include move 10 steps, turn 15 degrees, change size by 10, which I didn't think was a motion block. Um, I totally didn't just have this created on GPT-3, so I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that's not a motion block. Um, but we'll forget about that one. Uh, go to XY and uh, dot, 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 like Dev likes to say. Um, so there's a ton of them. I'm not going to go over all of them, but they're great because you can, at the start of your game, you can always have it go to the same position. If you want to be able to control where your player goes, you can move 10 steps in that direction. And Sam, you're a big platformer creator. You've made uh, a lot of platformers. So has Joseph um, with his. Um, Winter Wonderland and all the. I'm pretty sure he's only made two. (laughs) No, he's made he's made a few. Um, I don't want to waste the time talking about his, but he's made Winter Wonderland. He made the trailer for that one called Exploration Cube. Um, he also did. (laughs) He did. Oh well, he did the platformer engine. Um, and there was one other that was basically, oh yeah, platformer mobile friendly, uh, was his actual, actually his first game. So if you don't know who Joseph is, cause you're from another school or something, he's one of the big hatch people here in Hop Hog. He's he also never, the weirdest one. <laughs> he never completes a game though. I think, um, we counted and there's only four games that doesn't say out now, na- uh, like a demo up, uh, like beta or anything like that trailer all his games are trailers <laughs> um but yeah so that's an example if you want to make a platformer you need a motion block now there's a lot of games that don't include motion blocks um like for instance quiz games you don't have them um if you're making like even even like the simplest concepts include them too so you know that's why we're doing it they're like they're a, a lot more important than like uh, my blocks or create your own block because you can still do those things without it. 
Yeah. So Sam, you so give us an example of when you would use the go to random position block. So uh say for example, um you have a trigger game, but you want to make it a challenging trigger game, because trigger games are boring and useless. Um so whenever you click on a sprite, it goes to a random position and you have to find it. Now, that wouldn't be hard, but, you know, you would still use go to random position. Um, Another example would be if you're making um, an intro, an outro, or um, any other special effects, and you want to make, like, gravity, um, like, objects that fall from the sky repeatedly, um, and bonk your enemies on the head, but we don't talk about that part. Um, So you could have, like, a go to random position, but then set the Y. So, like, the X is completely random, but the Y is not. Yeah, I believe I use the go-to random on, I'd probably say, my first game? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess I would call it my first game. Color Tech. Oh, yeah. A throwback, a throwback to whoever remembers that. Um, it was a game where you click on these different squares, and... You would be, and then you had a score, and then you could reset too. Uh, there's no high score though, because I remember I was like, I want a high score, and that's the first time I learned about um, cloud variables. But yeah, looking back, that is my first game. Then I had Balloon Pop, never came out. Uh, and then I had a great idea to make a Pokemon card game where like you can trade with other players. And then I did a Joseph, and I just never completed it or really started it. You know, throw back to who remembers those things. Um, so yeah, I do. you do. <laughs> uh, so there's there's change x by 10, and there's also change y by 10. So, of course, change x is going to make you either go left or right, and change y is going to make you go up or down. But there's also move 10. So, move 10 moves you in the direction you're facing. So if I was facing up and I said change X by 10, I would still go to the right. But if I did, if I was pointing up, and I said move 10, I would go 10 up. Um, so, yeah, so both are very useful um, for controlled movements. Movements, you're going to use change X. But if you're like do, making a game where the player follows the mass pointer, you're going to use move. So both yeah. are very important blocks. Um, also, set rotation style left right. That is a movement uh, motion block, and it's incredibly like important if you're making. I think a platformer it's important for. And I didn't. It, basically, what it does is when you get to a certain point, you just turn left, or if you get to a certain point, you turn right. It's not like you get to point up, down, diagonal. It's just either left or right, and you would yeah. think that's dumb. But it's really smart because I didn't know that when I made like another one of my first games. I had to like have two costumes for one where he flips upside down and like turns 80 degrees and it was way too complicated. And the and if to fix that problem, you can use the set rotation style left right block and it's a one block fix and it works great. Yeah. 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 Uh, those are like one the most important. And uh I think we'll wrap it up with a few less important ones. Um, glide, gl- the glide blocks, or actually one of the more important ones, um, I should have kept that towards the beginning, 
it's in, if you want to move in a direction, right, or go to a certain X, Y, but you don't want it to go there instantly. You want it to go there, you know, over a second. So you see it actually moving. You can use the glide example, one second to zero, zero, and that's going to bring you to the center over one second. So that's yeah. pretty important. I use, I believe I used it. Um, and I forget, I think in Oyo Halloween, when you see the character move from the left of the screen to the house, it's actually a glide block moving them there. So, yeah. So also point towards mouse pointer, again, is very important for games where you're moving following the mouse pointer, because that's how you get your player to actually move towards the mouse pointer. So that's a very important block. So, Sam, yeah. do you have any final thoughts? Um, so, no. Well, it sounds like he does. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening to today's episode of TSARP. I hope that you learned something and that you enjoyed it. And we will all see you in the next episode. This is Andrew. We're signing off. Bye-bye. <laughs>